Welcome in to a Tuesday slash Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to this. A little bit of a later recording on Tuesday, so you may catch it on Wednesday. All good. But we appreciate you guys tuning in to this edition of the Back and Forth Podcast. I am your host, Stat Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery, joined alongside my co-host, as always, Joey G. And uh, Joey, we uh, for this episode, we're, we're actually keeping it geographically in the same city. And it, it yeah, it's very good. very Las Vegas episode. Very Las Vegas seven hundred two ep- episode, and uh, they, we got one story involving UNLV athletics, an announcement that came out Tuesday morning, and we have some uh, we have some news from the Raiders organization. We'll elaborate more on that. Uh, that also broke Tuesday morning. But let's start with UNLV athletics, and th- this was an announcement that had come out. Uh, in anticipation right before uh, the college basketball season is set to tip off next week, uh, UNLV Athletics has announced that all attendees of, I believe, UNLV, I want to say it's either UNLV Athletics as a whole or at least for sure basketball, um, attendees of those games must show proof of COVID-19 vaccination in order to attend those games, following suit very much like the uh, Raiders implemented early on in their season. So, Joey, I'll get to you first. What do you make of this announcement uh, today from UNLV Athletics? Uh, you know, surprising to start, for one, because I know football didn't put that mandate in. Uh, but nothing less, I'm not against it. I think, you know, people that have been listening to the show kind of know my opinion on uh, vaccine mandates, and I don't see an issue with it, um, just as just as people who are making the decision to cancel their season tickets and choose not to get the vaccine, um, you know, UNLV has the, uh, the same right to make the decision for themselves saying, you know, we want to protect our staff, our players, our coaches, and the fans in the arena by, you know, uh, requiring all guests and attendees to have a COVID vaccine. And I know the team, uh, at least the UNLV basketball roster, is 100% fully vaccinated. So probably once they got to that 100% mark, they decided to make the decision to um, – uh, require the rest of the arena to be fully vaccinated. And I think that was one of the whole things with football. Uh, I think UNLV football only got to like 95%. So that would have been obviously a little hypocritical if they're like, well, our fans have to be fully vaccinated, but you know, we have a certain amount of players on our roster and coaches that have not gotten the shot. So that's probably why football did not put that mandate in just yet. Uh, basketball, obviously a different story, smaller roster size. And again, whole team is vaccinated. I'm unlike the football team. And, uh, you know, I got in. I got in my first Twitter trolling today because uh, you know you go through the UNLV basketball thread, and I saw uh, Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you remember the username, but Bradley JPEG. That's right. To write yeah. A full, yeah, full on essay why he's canceling a season tickets, and I just responded with the uh, the crying emoji from the Elf movie with Will Ferrell <laughs> saying, you know, UNLV basketball after Bradley JPEG decided to cancel his season tickets, and it's just like with the Raiders, someone who's going to cancel and get rid of their tickets, someone else is going to buy it. Um, UNLV may struggle the first one or two games with attendance, but if they're as good as they're if they're as good as they're supposed to be this season, and they start picking up wins and start winning games, uh, people will show up. It's no different than the Raiders. Everyone came out and and criticized the Raiders for uh, you know doing the COVID vaccine mandate. In every single game this season, they've had sixty thousand plus uh, within Allegiant Stadium. So, you know, long term wise, if UNLV starts picking up wins, I don't see how that'll affect them, and that's really what it comes down to. And even if they struggle vaccine mandate or not, there's not going to be many fans in the arena because who's going to want to go see a losing basketball team. So 
it, it's no different as before. UNLV wins. I don't think they'll have an issue getting fans in the arena. They struggled, and obviously they're going to have some issues. But I support the decision. Uh, that's UNLV's choice. And, you know, it doesn't affect me, Matt, or Dom. You know, we've all received our shots, so we'll, we'll be – We'll be inside the Thomas and Mac uh, for the first time in 18 months, uh, regardless of what happens or not. And uh, we'll probably regret a few of those nights being inside the Thomas and Mac if UNLV basketball picks up where they left off last year. But uh, jokes aside, again, I don't see anything wrong with the decision. And then, you know, people want to cancel their tickets. They'll cancel their tickets. Someone else will buy them. Someone else will take those seats and show up. So, again, still looking forward to the season, but uh, overall not against the decision. Yeah, um, I'm with you on this one. I think, look, this is kind of, regardless of how you feel on the vaccination, you have to also understand something that I think is worth noting when it comes to UNLV. If you look at the enrollment requirements for the spring 2022 semester, every student is required to either A, show proof of COVID-19 vaccination, or B, have a medical or religious exemption um, granted to them. That's the, that's the requirement. They, UNLV will not physically allow that student to enroll within the university to take classes without meeting at least one of those criteria, one of those requirements of, that, uh, of the vaccination policy, either having the COVID-19 vaccination or having a, re, uh, a religious or a medical exemption. So for that, for... From that, it makes sense that UNLV athletics would require uh, basketball attendee or fan attendees to show proof of COVID nineteen vaccination. Like Joey mentioned, the the entire UNLV basketball roster, head coaching staff, all that um, it's all they are all uh, fully vaccinated. And you would think if you're going to put that same mandate uh, as UNLV amongst your players and coaches that you should do the same likewise with the fans. Um, and even if you're going to put that same mandate as UNLV as a whole, not even just the athletics, but, uh, you're going to put that mandate out to the students of UNLV to, uh, fulfill that, uh, vaccination requirement being fully vaccinated for COVID-19. Um, it definitely makes sense for them to require the same of spectators that are coming onto campus to watch uh, these games, and I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people, like you said, they're all up in arms, they're going to get rid of their season tickets, yada, yada, yada. Look, George Washington didn't put must-attend UNLV basketball games in the Constitution. He just didn't. It's yeah. not anywhere, in, nowhere near the Constitution. Going to the, the often overlooked 30th Amendment, Matt. I know. Uh, I, 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 can I, go I, see a, I can go see a UNLV basketball game at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. Clearly. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that people have to understand. It's not your God-given right to have season tickets. It's your choice. Much like it is UNLV's choice to mandate either a vaccine or an exemption or, or whatever they want to. And people may say, well, hold on, they're a government institution. Yes, but at that same time, they are still able to put out the requirements that they want to. They can still, you know, charge for whether it's admission to the college or ticket prices for the game or whatever it may be. They have that control. And so it's one of those, you don't have to go to a UNLV basketball game for survival. It's not necessary. It is a privilege. It is not a right. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting this a little bit twisted is 
at the end of the day, it was your choice to purchase season tickets to UNLV in the first place. It's at that same juncture, it's also your choice to decline those season tickets or sell them or however you want to get rid of them, uh, much like it is, like I said, UNLV's choice to either mandate a vaccine, mandate a negative test, whatever they, whatever, whatever the case may be. It's one of those that when you put it out on Twitter, like, oh, I'm getting rid of my season tickets, you're almost making it sound like it's your right. And at the end of the day, and on top of that, no one cares either. Like, exactly. No one, no that, one cares. Exactly. Like, do I really care that Bob Smith is so dumbfounded with UNLV athletics that he's now going to sell his running rebel season tickets? No. And UNLV, quite frankly, isn't either. Like, okay. I mean, that, that's their, that's literally their reaction. Hmm? All right. Cool. Um, you know, they've got bigger things to worry about. And so, um, I, I think this is the new wave that we're heading towards as far as attending these live events. We've already seen it with the Raiders. Uh, the Golden Knights were one of the uh, ones I was a little bit surprised that they did not mandate a full vaccine or proof of vaccine, excuse me, um, and that they just uh, said you have to, I think, show negative or no, they didn't even provide or require a negative test. That was yeah, I think you have to wear a mask. They're just requiring mask in T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, so I think you have to wear a mask, but you do not have to show proof of a negative test or uh, vaccination. Uh, that was probably the most surprising thing was seeing that from the Golden Knights, figuring how many people they get per night. You would think that they would you know, require one or the other, either a negative test, a vaccination, maybe even both. I don't know. but um, I think they will at some point. I think they just wanted to see. I think the Raiders were the true testing ground for it. Yeah. Um, and now that they're kind of saying that's not really affecting the Raiders again, they're getting 60,000 plus a game. And uh, the game I was able to work with Fox for, uh, with the Eagles and Raiders game, like there wasn't, I couldn't find an empty seat in that building to save my life. So uh, I think that was the true testing ground. And I think at some point, depending on how the whole pandemic situation looks come next hockey season or, uh, I'd find it really hard they just put that mandate in in the middle of the season. So I'd assume if they do, it'd be in 2022. Depending on how our country looks in, they very well could do that. If we're still in the same boat, I could definitely see the Golden Knights doing that. If the situation is much improved to where that's not really necessary, uh, then they may keep it how it is now. But um, if it kind of just, if we're still around the same neighborhood or it gets worse, uh, then I think the Golden Knights definitely will do that, seeing that it did not affect the Raiders that much. Yeah, like you mentioned, you know, people all thought when the Raiders came out with their announcement that, oh, you know, their ticket sales are going to plummet, people aren't going to show up. That's not the case. People are still showing up. People are still selling out Allegiant Stadium. They are still generating over 60,000 people per game. Uh, The Raiders are doing just fine, even with the vaccine mandate. And I think UNLV caught on to that and understood, like, okay, uh, performance-wise, as long as you're performing well, you know, people are going to show up to your events and your games and whatnot. Um, and I, I just hope that if like the team, for whatever reason, they don't get off to a great start, maybe they drop a couple games, maybe they're not supposed to, that the fan base doesn't start going to the, well, they're mandating vaccines excuse as to, for the attendance. Cause I could very well, I could very well see that being the excuse. And, and that is, uh, you can try and selling, selling me on that any day of the week. I'm not going to buy it because well, re- even the Raiders, uh, they had a, they had a pop-up vaccination site. Uh, for the or outside of Allegiant Stadium, and for the very first game of the season, over 6,000 fans received their first dose at the game, uh, which is, you know, a little funny that 
that the Raiders were the ones who finally convinced them uh, to get a, a vaccine against a deadly virus. So it was like, you know, family members, eh, you know, uh, my job maybe, and eh, Raiders, okay, I'm in. I'll get the shot. So I mean, whatever uh, works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got it. So I'm not even gonna, yeah. I'm not even gonna criticize them. But uh, yeah, nothing less. Uh, if UNLV wins, it won't affect them. Like I said, I, I'd imagine through the first few games there may be. They may be a little low on attendance just because of how UNLV football is performing, and uh, you know they're not playing really. They're they're playing week uh, weekday nights, late at night, and they're not playing exactly notable opponents. So people may not you know be lining up outside of the Thomas and Mac to go see them play Gardner Webb or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, but if they start winning games and if they pull off an upset against Michigan or that UCLA game, which is a Saturday at two o'clock against UCLA, who's number two in the country right now. I have a very hard time believing that Thomas Samak is going to be uh, empty for that game. Very, very good. Very good point and very true for sure. Uh, but want to shift our focus a little bit over to a little more doom and gloom side of Las Vegas. At least on Tuesday it has been um, probably going on into Wednesday and uh, future days. But um, it came out today, this morning, uh, as we're recording at almost 4 o'clock uh, Tuesday afternoon, that uh, wide receiver for the Raiders, Henry Ruggs, was involved in a serious car accident uh, that has left the other driver of the vehicle that Ruggs', had, Ruggs vehicle had hit, or the other driver involved in the accident, I should say, uh, has left that driver, um, unfortunately passed away. Um, and it has now been put out that Henry Ruggs has been charged with, I believe, DUI resulting in death um, and will now be facing some legal consequences due to this crash. Um, Joey, this isn't, unfortunately, um, this isn't the first time we've talked about this incident re- regarding Las Vegas sports in 2021, for that matter. Uh, just a few months ago, if you remember, we were talking about Zayon Collins, a very similar situation, and now Henry Ruggs um, finds himself in quite a bit of legal trouble re- facing a DUI resulting in a death charge that if he's convicted on this to the fullest extent of the law, could could mean some very serious uh, prison time for Mr. Ruggs. Yeah, um, you know, you know, first year, uh, uh, you definitely feel for the family uh, for both of those uh, incidents uh, with the Zayn Collins situation and Henry Ruggs. Uh, uh, cannot remember the names of uh, the Zayn Collins situation, but I remember it was a 50 year old uncle uh, that unfortunately passed away, and then. Um, whoever passed away uh, last night. So you definitely want to give your condolences uh, to both of those families. Uh, going into both Henry Ruggs and Zayon Collins, again, unfortunate. Uh, those are both very talented young men uh, who had very bright futures ahead of them and made uh, very stupid decisions. And, you know, we don't, we don't know what lies ahead uh, for both of them. Uh, speaking about Henry Ruggs, uh, I believe he had a girlfriend. He had his own, uh, he had a child. Uh, only 22 years old, uh, again, had a very bright future ahead. He was a starting receiver in the National Football League, making millions of dollars, um, and, and got behind the wheel and made a really unfortunate decision. And, and that decision uh, came with the cost of the human life. And uh, it you really, I, I don't, I can't really imagine with, with what the Raiders did with John Gruden, how, how this guy would ever play and suit up for the Raiders ever again, uh, at least just judging off recent history. Uh, personally, if I'm Mike Mayock, I don't think you you want that around your team or on your team. Uh, and again, Henry Ruggs, who uh, closest friend, I believe, uh, passed away from a car accident. I'm not sure if it was a drunk driver, 
uh, but did pass away from a car accident. Henry Ruggs, you know, who is a is a millionaire now and has the uh, at least had an opportunity to call an Uber, uh, call a Lyft, or call a friend, call a coach, or something. And he decided to, you know, get behind the wheel, and that was that was a very poor decision. And you don't know what lies ahead uh, for that young man. But again. You, you you definitely feel a lot for the families, and as for Henry Ruggs, again, you can't really can't really defend him too much. Um, you you have an opportunity to to call an Uber, call a Lyft, or call a teammate, coach, uh, or your girlfriend, or someone to come get you. And uh, he chose to get behind the wheel. So yeah, I I, I really really don't know what much to add uh, to that other than it's a very unfortunate situation and. It'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But again, if I'm the Raiders, uh, I personally, if I was a GM or coach or whatever position I have to make that call, uh, he would not be suiting up again uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I find it very hard to imagine, honestly, he, if, he, if he plays football game, because people, you know, bring up, I uh, can't remember the player's name, but a, a certain situation happened with a Cleveland Browns player, very similar to this. And he was able to, he did not play for the remainder of that season. He was able to come back after that and play three more seasons. It is a very different time than it was 15 or 20 years ago, and uh, if the NFL, if the NFL allows that man to get back on the field uh, and think that no one's going to notice or remember what happened, uh, they'd be very foolish to think that. So we'll just have to see how this all plays out and uh, when what ends up happening to him if he faces any prison time or gets a sentencing. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely shocking to wake up through this morning first you see that he was involved in a serious accident so you kind of think oh maybe he you know just got rear-ended or uh he rear-ended someone and he just suffered like a few bruises and scratches maybe and then i think maybe an hour or two hours after that it comes out that uh, he was behind the wheel and, and you know was responsible for uh taking someone's life away and uh they kind of caught everyone i think off guard so uh, again, just a, just a reminder to not drink and drive. Um, it's not get behind the wheel when you're intoxicated, uh, especially now what happened with Zayon Collins, who was only 18 years old uh, and, again, had a very bright future ahead of him. He lost his scholarship. He lost his chance to play Division One college basketball for his hometown, and he lost an opportunity to probably play professional bas- basketball, which at some point in his career he had a very good chance of accomplishing. And you look at Henry Ruggs, who's only 22 years old and is – Second year in the NFL, former first-round pick, won a national championship at Alabama. Uh, now all that's gone because of uh, one decision he made. So, uh, yeah, I mean, don't drink and drive, and we'll we'll see how all this plays out. Yeah, uh, I I echo every every point you just made there. It's tough for me to wrap my head around the fact that Henry Ruggs is the same age as me, twenty-two years old. And as Joey's kind of alluded to a little bit, there is a very real possibility that Henry Ruggs' professional career, and I'm talking outside of football, I'm talking this could very well hinder his ability to get a just normal functioning everyday job. That could very well be over for Henry Ruggs. You certainly hope that Henry Ruggs can learn from this mistake and can obviously better himself uh, for for the sake of Henry Ruggs, but it still doesn't change the fact that this poor family that uh, that was the other individual was involved with 
they don't have that individual uh, to get to call again. They don't have that individual to, you know, go hang out with anymore. They don't have that individual that's going to come home that night. And that's the unfortunate part. Um, these stories, I always say it, they they just flat out suck to cover in sports. The, I hate these stories. I, I If there was one set of stories that I could avoid as a sportscaster or as a sports commentator talking about, it would be these types of stories because they all kind of sound similar and they unfortunately all have the same end result. You know, professional athlete, college athlete, high school athlete, whatever the case may be, you know, makes a poor decision behind the wheel and now has taken the life of an innocent person. Um, Those are always tough. And you have to remember something. And there's a few aspects here. For one, I'm a little, I'm very disappointed, by the way, in Henry Ruggs. If you look on Henry Ruggs' Twitter page, his header um, you know, you have the profile picture and then you have the picture behind that um, on the main on your main page. Um, that picture is a a picture of his friend's tombstone and his friend passed away. But I want to say it was about five ish years ago, if I remember right, uh, seeing the picture of a tragic car accident. Uh, I believe a DUI. He was the victim of a DUI accident. And. That that's somebody that was very close to Henry Ruggs. It feel I would I would imagine so if he's obviously got that picture um, on his Twitter page. Also have to look at it this way. There are plenty of advocates for either uh, drinking while driving or just drinking in general on the Las Vegas Raiders. You have people such as Max Crosby and Darren Waller that are actively in a program to, I believe, I, I believe it's an AA program, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, to, you know, kind of get off of drinking so much to where it's becoming an abusive level. Um, it, I believe both of them are in that program regularly. From everything I've heard, they seem to be doing well with it. Um, I believe they've been involved with that for the better part of a year and a half, I want to say. And then, right. and then you also look at one other teammate of Henry Ruggs, um, who was involved in somewhat of a similar situation last season, although not as serious of a result. Uh, that being Josh Jacobs, jo- uh, the Raiders played their final game of the season against the uh, Broncos on the road. They the p- team plane landed back here in Las Vegas, and uh, it, only a few hours after that, uh, the report came out that Josh Jacobs was involved in a single car accident in the McCarran Airport tunnel, um, and was. uh, had uh, suspicion of driving under the influence, whether that be alcohol, drugs, whatever it may have been. And you would have thought that all of these signs, all of these aspects that are very close to Henry Ruggs, whether that be a teammate or a close friend, would have sent the message over to Henry, you know, drinking and driving is probably not a good idea. As, As Joey's opened up with, you know... I don't usually like watching people's pockets. I, I feel like, you know, they should spend their money how they are. But when you are a person such as Henry Ruggs that is making millions of dollars, is is a $20, $25 Uber ride really that expensive? Just for anyone in general. like Yeah, exactly. That's what we got to think about. Cause like it's, yeah. It's, it's 20 or $25 to get you home safe or, you know, get behind the wheel. 
and get yourself in a heap of trouble to where you potentially get a get, get a DUI and that's going to be a lot more than twenty or twenty five dollars to start for sure. Uh, and then second, you know, possibility or the grim possibility that you hurt or possibly kill someone behind the wheel, whether that person's a passenger or somebody else on the road uh, that's just trying to get from point A to point B. And uh, uh, unfortunately, they're the ones you know paying for your mistake. A hundred percent. And um, I'm glad Joey was help, helping, able to help me make that clarification. Yeah, that that goes for anybody, you know, whether it's millionaire, average Joe, whatever it may be. Um, definitely if, you know, you have had too much or, you know, there's a, a friend with you and they've noticed you've had too much to drink, it's always just better, you know, leave your car there if you drove, get a safe ride home. You can always come back the next day and pick up your car or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's it's not worth getting behind the wheel of an automobile and taking somebody's life away or, you know, causing serious injury to somebody else, to yourself, um, or like I said, even worse, causing, uh, causing death in the situation. And it's, it's at certain point, man, you, you just start feeling for this Raiders organization, the amount of off the field drama they have gone through in the last year, I would say, uh, you had, like I mentioned, going back to last year, you started with Josh Jacobs incident, and then you had uh, w- w- was actually I would cl- you know classify this as more of a positive for the Raiders. Um, you had Carl Nassib coming out being the first openly gay player, active gay player, I should say, in the NFL, and then you 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 now go to this season where you have uh, the emails with John Gruden come out. And John Gruden is forced to step down. Now you have this incident with Henry Ruggs only a couple weeks later. It feels like this team just can't catch a break. And and then they had the tweet with um, uh, the George Floyd trial that that their owner Greenwood, that's true. you yeah. know, that I think the social media team tried yeah. to talk him out of posting, and then that the owner uh, Mark Davis uh, Greenlit. You know, I'm not gonna. People can go and look for the tweet themselves, but yep. Um, so, but yeah, that's several things here you know within the within the year uh that has kind of uh um, not been good for the Raiders obviously you have you know they're they're playing a lot better than last year and that's a positive and you have uh, uh Carl Nassib uh making a, a very brave announcement and thankfully having the support of his teammates and and coaches uh, to uh you know openly come out as the uh first uh gay NFL player on a roster I I believe there was another one um, because I remember he had played on Dallas before, but he was only on the practice squad for a while. Uh, so, but but other than those really two things, and maybe maybe a few other nice things that have happened to the Raiders, I guess uh, it, it has been a, a very dark 12, 15 months for them. Uh, so again, this is another thing that we're going to have to look at and see how they respond with. You know, you just lost your coach uh, two weeks ago, and now you are losing your probably, obviously Darren Waller's the number one target but he's a tight end so you're losing your number one wide out wide receiver uh probably for the foreseeable future and it'll be very interesting to see uh how how you guys respond to that because i'm sure a lot of them were close with henry ruggs especially on the offensive side of the ball i'm sure Derek Carr had a very good relationship with the rugs i'm sure jacobs i'm sure the old linemen i'm sure the other receivers and waller uh, all had a, a very close relationship with them and seeing that happen to your teammate uh definitely is going to affect you some way and him not being there is definitely going to affect the team in some way. So this is just another, another bump. 
a bump in the road here for the Raiders and to see how, how they respond to that. I don't even know if a bump in the road is the best way to describe it. I can't really find the, the right words to put together, I guess. But, um, you know, uh, something else they're going to have to overcome this year. And like, you said, like we said, we'll see how, how they respond to that. Hopefully they uh, they do respond well, um, and hopefully the team can still perform at the level they've been performing at this season, which you know I would characterize as a pleasant surprise. They've won a lot of games that I I myself did not predict they were going to win. So uh, you hope for the sake of the organization, uh, for Rich Basasia, who is the interim head coach, um, you hope for that sake that the team can still maintain that level of performance and that uh, this isn't the— Good job on pronouncing that name, Matt. Good job. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but I, I said it confident. We'll give it to you. I said we'll it. Co- it I you. said it confidently enough that you know, like people are like, "Oh, okay, that's how you say it." Um, so if it's wrong, it's wrong. We'll it's fine. It um, <laughs> the name, if the name's not Dan Smith, you know, me and Matt have very hard times. Yeah, you gotta have. Yeah, you gotta be like a Bob Paul or something like that uh, for us to get your name completely right. And even then, you know, we might butcher it a little bit. But all jokes yeah. aside, um, I, I do hope this team that this is not the incident that broke the camel's back in a figurative speak um you hope that this team can because this is the year i felt like we said this before if the raiders were going to go steal the afc west and win the division this is the year to go do it kansas city is down the chargers just lost at home to the patriots the broncos are the broncos this is a year a perfect year for the raiders to rise up and take the division couldn't agree more and uh again you know, very unfortunate situation that happened this morning. Uh, so, you know, keep that family in your thoughts. And again, me and Matt definitely give our condolences to the family, uh, or all families that were affected, I should say. And uh, I also apologize if my mic is not as clear as Matt. I am calling in on the phone today. And if you've heard cars or scooters go by me as I'm walking around my neighborhood, because my house is, with my dad being in there, sometimes it gets a little loud. So, uh <laughs> You know, if you hear if you hear cars going by or kids on scooters, uh, that that'll, that'll explain why. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how this team and how the the league and how really everyone circled around it responds to it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, stinks that we kind of have to end this edition of the Back and Forth podcast on a little more somber note. But hopefully, we get some some decent uplifting news to share with you guys the rest of the week, whether that be in the NBA, the NFL, college football, wherever it may be. Uh, we, we hope to bring that to you guys later on in the week so that we're not sitting here talking about these stories because, like I said, these are not fun by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, we do appreciate you guys tuning in to this edition of the Back and Forth podcast. Again, we will probably have at least one more episode for the uh, remainder of the week. We might squeeze a second one in there. Just keep an eye out for that. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Back Forth Podcast – or no, excuse me, at Back Forth Pod. Instagram is at Backforth Podcast. I am at both those platforms at Matt Raftery925. And Joey's at b- both those platforms. I almost made a mistake. So Joey's on Twitter at JoeyG30, I think, is the, the one that Joey uses. He's, he's got a few Twitter accounts. It's kind of hard to keep up with. My, my burner, my burner accounts. Oh, the, well, it's like I forget. My other one was like, it was like JoeyG22. Yeah, I don't 70s. know. It was like all these numbers. Uh, and then I forgot to log into that. So I created JoeyG. It was either that or the other way around, but. Yeah, uh, as a as a van drives right by me. There you go. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I forget my passwords instead of uh, just hitting forget password. I just make I'll just make a new account. Yeah, so. and uh, add uh, if you want to hit him up on Instagram at JoeyGuyEagles13. That one um, I know for sure works. So, <laughs> uh, but we appreciate yeah. you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to today. 
And we will be back later on in the week with more episodes. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk to you guys later.